Numero dos. Yeah. Here we go. Hey, I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Of. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. <laughs> that was real animated. I, yeah, I'm I'm really riding high on the uh, caffeine train right now. Mm, cold I, brew? That cold brew cold is brew. going through my veins. I, uh, I have a feeling that this is going to create a habit for us that... Every time we record, we're going to chug some cold brew. Yeah. That way we're super high energy for yeah. these people on a Monday to hear us. <laughs> Come and wake up with us. <laughs> I hope you're having some caffeine as well. Yeah. Right? Sure. I hope so. Like, listen to us while you're, you are getting your cold brew. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you don't like caffeine, just like Bella's eyes, an herbal <laughs> tea is fine as well. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't ever want anything of me described as. It's like a murky herbal tea. When I look at your face, <laughs> it's like, is that a peppermint or an oolong? No. <laughs> English breakfast. <laughs> Ooh, oh, okay. For the morning, though. That's good. So welcome to the second episode of mm-hmm. A Bite Of. Mm-hmm. And today we're taking A Bite Of Midnight Sun, chapters 6 through 10. Yeah, yeah. Heavy chapters, heavy chapters. Heavy, heavy chapters. chapters. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've made some good progress. I mean, now yeah. we made some good progress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the E heart B story line that didn't rhyme i wanted it to rhyme no, it but it didn't no so let's quickly just kind of recap chapters one through five from mm-hmm. episode one mm-hmm. so of course we meet the cullen clan right and the first time we meet bella as the reader is when she comes into the cafeteria and edward just wants to eat her up right so this book picks up right when edward sees bella it's that moment in the cafeteria where she's like what are these porcelain beauties doing sitting in the corner and he notices her too but you know from his perspective it's a little weird yeah <laughs> she's just like wow he's mysterious and sort of handsome and kids are like you know like whispering about him and he's like i'm gonna eat her she's super dull <laughs> her eyes are really big right and odd. No, and no. Odd. She has odd shaped That's eyes. That's right. That was the biggest takeaway from chapters one through five. Do you remember uh, that movie Big Eyes? It's about yes. and yeah, like the that, painter. Those, yeah. the paint, those paintings. He, yeah. he basically d- described her as those paintings. Yeah, but that was a good movie. I didn't see it. Oh, it was a good movie. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway. <laughs> add it to the list. <laughs> So that's that's it. So the whole first five chapters is really him trying to control his urges around Bella. Mm-hmm. This kind of back and forth. The van accident happens. They mm-hmm. have a falling out. Um, but he still keeps watching her. We see the first time of him sneaking into her room to Creepy. watch her sleep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that Carlisle sees a bunch of like contusions in her x-ray. So yes. like, she has some brain issues, I think. Something's <laughs> up with the brain. Yeah. So that's chapters one through five. It's just setting up. It's Edward trying to figure out what the hell Bella is and why he wants to eat her face. Oh, and we also learn that uh, Alice and her are going to be best friends. Yep. And that there's two choices for her future. Either Edward kills her or she becomes a vampire. Yeah. Yep. So that sums it up. Pretty much. Right. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Getting in to chapter six. First of all, spoiler alerts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't get ahead of ourselves. No, yet. no, no. Of course, we have to say spoiler alert. So hopefully mm-hmm. you're either reading along with us or you've read before, or maybe um, you just want to hear what we have to say about it. So that's cool, too. Right. So chapter six is called Blood Type. It sounds great for a vampire novel. I think so. Right on the nose. Stephanie. (laughs) Steph. So Edward gets another check in the creeper column. Mm -hmm. He and Bella have their longest conversation yet in the cafeteria. Edward likes Bella, but not Mike. Bella likes lemonade, but not blood. (laughs) A ride home with classical music follows. (laughs) That's a perfect summary for chapter six. (laughs) I felt like the lemonade was a big deal. Yeah, it does come up again. Right? Yeah. It's like he, I don't think, has anything, right? So he goes to sit at a table by himself. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, I'm making my move. Right. He's like, she will notice I'm not with my, like, children of the corn siblings. And then she'll come sit with me. Exactly. But it doesn't go well because she, like, he notices that she notices that he's not with his siblings and she's like, eh, whatever. 
And then, like, he, like, tries to get her attention by, like, looking at her. Mm. And it works. Like, well, <laughs> vampire powers. Yeah, she can feel. She can feel the vampire Ooh, eyes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So creepy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so she goes over to the table and she has a lemonade. She's not eating lunch. She just has a lemonade. And so there's a lot of stuff happening with the lemonade. She <laughs> she opens the lemonade. She puts the cap on the table. She goes around the rim of the lemonade with he her pinky. He spins the cap of the lemonade. He, he spins the cap of mm-hmm, the lemonade. Mm-hmm. Once this conversation – I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Once this conversation ends, he takes the cap of the lemonade. I mean, Trophy, you need a souvenir for your like first actual real conversation. With the person you want to kill. (laughs) Souvenir of her death. And this whole conversation is about why he's kind of being awful all the time. Mm -hmm. And she, and again, this is where we get to see Bella kind of have a little bit of attitude, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's like, oh, the chapter starts out with her and he's just like, she just keeps falling. She just keeps slipping. Oh, she's so clumsy, you know, which is like the Bella that we know. Mm -hmm. But then she comes to the table and she's sitting there and she's like, oh, so now I'm supposed to talk to you. Because you decided it's okay. Right. And it's like a running theme that we kind of saw in a little bit in the first five chapters where he does this like, I'm going to kind of talk to you. No, I'm going to leave for a couple of days. Now I'm kind of talking to you. Now I'm not. Right. So, and back to the whole clumsy thing. Yeah. He literally was like looking at her and seeing how clumsy she was being. And there's a realization that he even says, he's like, how odd. They were right. She was clumsy. It's like, did. Carlisle not show you her x-rays? <laughs> the contusions. <laughs> the contusions. The contusions, <laughs> Edward. And I just kind of – there's just this backstory in my mind that no one knows that um, Bella is just like always drunk. <laughs> she's just – because she's just constantly falling all over the place. She's just like standing next to her car and she's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you know, she's just sitting in class and like – or and, and just like tries to get out of her chair and – does a full somersault over the desk. Yeah, but it's supposed to be endearing, okay? She's a little lamb, and oh, she needs protection. I see. Mm-hmm. So she's just like a baby with new legs, is what you're <laughs> telling me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. 16, 17 years old. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she, <laughs> she calls him on his crap. She says, or better, say that person also did a wide range of bizarre things, from saving your life under impossible circumstances one day to treating you like a pariah the next. And he never explained any of that either, even after he promised. That also would be very non-frustrating. So mm. she's just like... She's going in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would too. Go, Bella. Go. You need to, like, stand your ground. You need to be like, you're acting like a little dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> so... She should, and she's just, like, sipping her little lemonade. She's not sipping... Yeah, she's not sipping tea. She's, she's sipping lemonade. Lemonade. She's sour. She's sour. She's sour. She's like, how dare you? <laughs> oh, your Queens is coming out. Sip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he grew up in Queens, people. He right. rode the A-train. <laughs> so after this conversation... She goes to class. He can't go to class because they're doing blood typing. Blood typing. There's a lot of blood and you can't do it. And Alice previously was like, you'll be fine. Just don't go to class. Yeah, she was like, don't forget about biology lab. Wink. Yeah. (laughs) That's blood. You're going to eat everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So Edward does the normal teen angsty of a 90-year-old high school student Mm -hmm. and goes in his car and listens to what I'm assuming is either Claire de Lune or heavy death metal. Who knows? Either way. He's blasting music. Yeah. And he just needed to get away from the building. Mm -hmm. And I know like, so there's like a piece of me that's like a little upset. It's like, I know they're immortal and they really don't care about school, but you guys sure miss a lot of classes. Yeah, but they don't. Who cares? They're super smart. Like they'll come and take the test and it's fine. But I'm pretty sure that you needed to like have a certain amount of days clocked in. Yeah. In school to graduate. By, like, state standards. <laughs> like, there's no way that it's not that sunny. And also, like, <laughs> like I'm in class, like, what the heck? The freaking Cullens get to miss whatever they want, and here I am, pricking my finger in biology, giving <laughs> random strangers my blood. <laughs> it's inappropriate. <laughs> so... He's sitting there. He sees Mike, which I can't stand, especially even more in this one. He sees him, like, stumbling with her. Like, he hears his th- his thoughts. Edward hears Mike's thoughts. Let me clarify that. And he sees that something's wrong with Bella. Mm-hmm. Like, she's fainted or, like, something's wrong. So he does his normal thing. He runs over there and he finds out, oh, she just fainted. 
So Mike is like, oh, I'm supposed to take her to the nurse. I'm supposed to do it. And Edward's like, yeah, okay. Typical. Try lifting her. She's on, she's on the sidewalk. How are you taking her to the nurse? Yeah. Also, how did she get to the sidewalk? That is my question. <laughs> that is my question. Did like, she fall she, after? So she felt faint <laughs> and she thought, I won't go to the nurse. I'm just going to stumble through the hallways <laughs> out into the parking lot. Yeah. I mean, it just had to be. I mean, maybe we missed a word that was like he was dragging her <laughs> to the nurse. Where the hell was he dragging her? Okay, so we're giving them the benefit of the doubt that the nurse's office is in a different building of the a school. A little bit, yeah. Right? I, mean, I would assume. Yeah, so Edward goes over there. He takes her, takes her to the nurse, and that's when he finds out, like, the irony of Bella being queasy of blood. And he's like, uh, well, I'm a vampire. And, like, that's ironic, I guess. She doesn't, she doesn't know you're yeah. a vampire. <laughs> and then there's this whole other thing where Mike then delivers another fellow student who's feeling faint to the office. And then that makes <clears throat> Edward and Bella have to leave the nurse's cot and just right. go into the main office. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole other thing where, like, that office woman has, like, the hots for Edward. Oh, Miss Cope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's this is the weird thing where she's like, oh, my, he's too young. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I just can't. Ooh, ooh. You know, in her in her mind. And he's just... <laughs> she sounds like Justice Butterfield. Because I have the vapors. Oh, Edward Cullen is back. And yeah, then, highly inappropriate. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And then he has this whole other realization that he's like, well, her heart races because she thinks I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Bella's heart races. I thought it was because she's afraid of me, but maybe she thinks I'm beautiful too. Because the creepy cougar... Cougar heart races whenever she talks to him. I like how he's just realizing this, and it's like you've been a vampire for almost a hundred years. Forks number one <laughs> cougar lady, <laughs> Mrs. Cope in the office. Edward mm-hmm. matches her to mm-hmm. Bella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's also like this weird thing that keeps popping up, and it started here, I believe, a little bit in the first couple chapters where Edward says this, and I quote. Was she even human? She looked human. She felt soft as a human. She smelled human. Well, better, actually. She acted human, dot, 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 sort of, but she didn't think like a human or respond like one. So is she a human? Like, I don't, like, I've always wondered this, like, how is, how does she have the ability to block him out? And, like, reading this and seeing it from Edward's perspective, how Charlie sounds a little muffled? Like, he can't clearly pinpoint his thoughts. I'm like, is she, like, half fairy? Is this, like, a Suki Stackhouse kind of weird thing going on? We're like... Spoilers. <laughs> Jeez. I think you bring up a good point, though, because there's a lot of things in these next coming chapters where I actually have questions about the powers and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it must exist on some level when you're a human, Mm-mm. right? So it's kind of like... Maybe like Jasper, he's an empath, so he's very sensitive. He can feel when people are going through things. It's like, but your... now when you get the venom in you, mm. it just like supercharges whatever it is. So... Right. So it's like your personality trait come into power. Right. Essentially. Totally. Yeah. Which makes sense for Bella because I guess she kind of wants to be closed off and she wants to, but she also protects people, which also makes sense that she can make a shield with her mind. Okay. I mean, I guess that's fine. We nailed it. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Theory approved. <laughs> so after this, right? So mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, I'm going to get her out of here. I'm going to drive her home. And then I'll make Alice take her, her car. car back, the mm-hmm. truck. So he drives her home. But before they leave school, Mike is like, I'll see you this weekend, right? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, yeah. And then Edward's like, oh, where are we going? And she's like, I'm going to La Push. La Push. <laughs> He can't go there. He can't. There's a treaty. <laughs> so that to me was just like my first little heart butta bump bump of Jacob. Jacob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which he has not been mentioned thus far. Thus far. Book. This was the first little cu- tiny glimpse because you know it. And he's like, okay, that's where it's on the reservation. Mm-hmm. Okay. we, we Jacob still exists. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like in the last episode, I was saying how like – I was like, in Twilight, you're like waiting for them to reveal that Edward's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Like this whole time, Midnight Sun, I'm going, when's Jacob going to come? Right, like, When's right. Jacob going to be there? Or when are we going to get to the part where Bella connects it? Right. You know? Exactly. Um, there is a funny part that right before he takes her home where he's like forcing her 
almost in the car because he's like, no, let me take you home. In his head, he's like, I get to spend more time with her. In her head, she's like, I faint all the time. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Stop being so pushy. Yeah. And it's like, this sounds, this seems more aggressive on, like from his perspective than it does from her perspective. I agree. And that's such a weird thing, isn't it? Like, Mm -hmm. so she's the one experiencing this aggressive behavior. And when it comes from her, you don't feel it as intensely as when it's coming from him. Mm -hmm. And you're like, wow, you're really pushy. Mm -hmm. You're really forcing her into this. I feel like. The explanation, I guess, is more of he's like, well, I was that not human enough? Which is something that I wanted to get into because we had mentioned in the last episode, we were like, he acts so odd. It's because he's old, but he's supposed to be a teenager. And he says when they're driving, when he's driving her home, as a human, I'd only learn the customs of my time. Thanks to my strange gift, I knew quite well how people thought now, what they did, how they acted. But when I tried to act casual and modern, it seemed all wrong, probably because I wasn't normal or modern or human. And it wasn't as if I learned anything usable from my family. So he's completely aware that he doesn't know how to act like a human in 2005. That's just so weird, though. Like, I mean, I get it, but it's also like you've grown with the times. So like blend in just a little bit. Just like a little bit. Like I'm not. You still, can read minds. Yeah. Like like <laughs> person. Like I'm not still rocking a new kids on the block rat tail. <laughs> I do want to dabble back into acid wash denim jackets. You can do that again, mm-hmm. but not the rat tail because I've grown with society. Right. Right. And you're bald. Good point. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that out there that there was like an extra level of. Like... <laughs> so even if I wanted a rat tail. I could not produce one. No. That's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) to round out this chapter, he Mm. takes her home. And (laughs) can I point out, like, he just, like, keeps adding layers to his, like, little creepiness. Mm -mm -mm. I get it because he's, like, a a predator and he likes scents and stuff. But so after he drops her, or, like, he's dropping her off in front of the house. And he's Mm -hmm. like, well, you better hurry up inside before Charlie sees. And then, like, Alice is going to bring the whatever. She leaves her keys with him and and I quote, I curled my hand around the key. I just picked from her jacket pocket and inhaled her scent deeply as I drove away. It's not like, I isn't her scent still in the car? Like I don't also, isn't the scent driving you crazy? Like, I don't think you should be like, you're dabbling in the thing that's making you crazy. Right. (laughs) For sure. Good point. That's the whole thing. It's like, I'm going to take a bigger breath. So that my mouth fills with venom and I want to eat you more. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't think so. Pretty much. I just want to get into uh, one other thing that I thought was interesting. So she kind of, they get into his family Mm -hmm. and he talks about his, she asks about his siblings. Right. And he says, my brother and sister and Jasper and Rosalie, for that matter, are going to be quite upset if they have to stand in the rain waiting for me. That was odd. So his brother, like, I guess what they tell people is that Alice and Emmett are his siblings and Jasper and Rosalie are like... Maybe because they're blonde? Yeah. So but they, also Carlisle's blonde. And Edward's blonde. No, Edward's like a... Um, it's like in the movies. Like, he's not blonde. He's like kind of my... He's like, like brownish. 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 <laughs> is that the scientific term? I don't or know. like the English sort of brownish. Oh, okay. But I just thought that was interesting that it's kind of like, well, these two are the brother and sister. And then these two are there like adopted. Yeah, like, I guess romantic he has to partners. Face, But good thing he remembered that, I guess. I wouldn't have been They've able to They've been practicing. <laughs> At least he knows how to do that. So let's move on to chapter seven. Mm. This one is called Melody. Sweet. We join the Cullens for a lazy after-school afternoon where they take up their daily hobbies. Edward and Emmett go on a bear hunt, and Edward rounds out the weekend with an early morning stock session at the Swan Residence. So sweet. (sighs) So, (laughs) he, there is this interesting moment. So, the family is increasingly, like, not becoming divided, but he's starting to see more of, like, where they stand with... Him and Bella. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Ro- Rosalie is still, I don't like it. Kill the bitch. Done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Alice is still harping. She's going to be my best friend. Can I still talk to her? Can I talk to her now? Can I do this or whatever? So, 
he sits at the piano, right? And this this is where the name of this chapter comes from. He's a, apparently a very great piano player, and he just starts spitting out this melody. And Esme's like, oh my god, he's playing again, so apparently he hasn't played in a very long time, so it's a big deal that Edward's playing again. He says she wanted to know what it was or what it was called, and so he wasn't sure. But his inner monologue is like, there was a story to this medley. And once I saw that, the pieces fell into place effortlessly. The story was a sleeping girl in a narrow bed, dark hair, thick and wild, and twisted like seaweed across the pillow. That's Bella, obviously. But also, I'm just like, he's like, oh, it's a lullaby. It's like, no, this is a stalker's lullaby. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Totally. He's... He's admitting in song, so it's coded, that he (laughs) watches her every night. Right. He's like, this is a lullaby that I'm going to sing to her to make her go to sleep so I can watch her and kill spiders. That way they don't kill her. Okay, listen. (laughs) If not that I don't listen, I don't want anyone creeping into our bedroom. Okay. But if we had a spider killer, that'd be cool. I guess. But like. I like his reasoning. He's like, well, if I wasn't here, what would have happened with the spider and Bella? It's like, pr- probably nothing oh, or nothing. probably eaten it. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> I like seeing the Cullens after school. Mm-mm. I like seeing like what they do. Like they their throw their backpacks times. down. Mm-hmm. And then so it's like when they're not wrestling, Emmett and Jasper are just in a heated chess battle. With like 18 boards. Yeah, in their own rules. I don't even know how to play with half a board. Pawns. <laughs> and whatever's on the cover of Breaking right. Dawn. <laughs> and then Alice, you know, she just busies herself by designing Rosalie's uh, fashion line. Right. And on this particular day, Rosalie's still bent out of shape about Bella, so she's just channel surfing. Mm-hmm. But then we have that moment. Where Rosalie like lets her inner monologue guard down, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we, if I'm understanding it correctly, we come to realize that Rosalie wanted Edward, right, as her romantic partner. Or it's yeah, I, I think she did, but it was more like she didn't get the attention that she was so used to, like prior to being a vampire and also being a vampire. So like she always got the guys she wanted. Yeah. she always got whatever she wanted. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Edward was the first man. To not like not return that or mm-hmm. want that for her, and I think that really did upset her. It's like her one like like that's her power. Conquest. That's her power. You know, Sexy like... goodness, <laughs> right? Yeah. She also in that in that same like little area, it's let known that Rosalie actually thought she thinks Bella's plain. Mm-hmm. She's like, why, what, what? Like she's plain, and of course Edward's like, how could she think she's plain? It's like, well, read Twilight. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, she's. White bread, right. and I am like a real sassy King's Hawaiian roll. <laughs> oh, I love a King's right? Hawaiian roll. Yeah. yeah, I get it, Rosalie. <laughs> I get what you're saying. So delicious. Uh, so they uh, do that whole thing in the afternoon. He kind of uh, Alice comes over to him mm-hmm. to sort of play, and guess what? He takes out of his pocket for inspiration his little talisman, the oh, lemonade. The the lemonade cap. Mm-hmm, Boop. Mm-hmm. There it is. He places it right on the piano and he's like going at it again. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Bella. <laughs> this is my lullaby for Bella. I could not see him. <laughs> Seaweed hair. Pillow. <laughs> also, in case anybody was wondering, guess who's coming to town? Oh my God. These. <laughs> Who? Peter and Charlotte. Who? I don't know. <laughs> they they okay. So they get brought up a few times, and he's like, "Oh God, these other vampires that aren't vegetarian like us, but we're like friends with them, or like they're part of the fam, whatever." I'm worried because like, what if they catch wind of Bella? And it's who are they? I don't ever remember them being brought up. Obviously, I guess in Twilight they wouldn't be brought up, but past that, were they ever brought up again? I don't. I don't know. They they come up in like he thinks about them from this chapter to through chapter ten. Right. It's always about like they're always in the they back just of his mind. Just randomly come up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think what's frustrating about at least this set of chapters is that he makes such a big deal about them, but 
we never see any true interaction no. between him and no. Peter and Charlotte. Yeah. Um, we find out later that Peter is like Jasper's vampire brother. Right. So the same vampire that made Jasper a vampire made Peter. Peter vampire. Yeah. So it's their mother. I just, I had a brain fart because I thought I was wrong because I thought Carlisle changed all of them. Mm-mm. No, he didn't change Jasper. Jasper kind of came into their care. Hi, guys. Essentially. <laughs> Alice says we're going to be in love, so I guess I'm here now. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's Southern. Alice says we're going to be in love, so I guess I'm here now. I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> um, so while Edward and Emmett are on this like hunting trip that they usually go on. I did not need that bear fight. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty queasy when it comes to animals and any like type it. of danger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> after Edward starts talking about like, there's like hurricanes and volcanoes and like spiders and all this stuff. And she's clumsy as hell. Humans are so fragile. <laughs> I'm starting to love Emmett so much more in this. Yes. He says, Emmett chuckled. You sound like a crazy person. You can hear that, right? I'm like, yes. Come through Emmett and tell him that he's being psycho. Who knew? That Emmett was the voice of reason in the Colin clan. Well, Bella didn't in Twilight. <laughs> That's why we never knew. You're right. You're right. She never was able to have that full interaction right. with him. <laughs> but I completely agree. He's having this complete meltdown on this boulder. Mm-hmm. And Emmett's like, bro, chill. Do you want some bear? You want some bear? <laughs> I got also, some fresh bear. He, uh, Edward also calls him M instead of Emmett. And I'm like, well, one that's... Not much shorter than Emmett. It's like one syllable less. <laughs> it's a very weird. It's like saying like, hey, Jass. Oh, oh, I would love that. Hey, Al, instead of Alice. Al. Does anybody call him Ed? No. <laughs> How dare. Not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. And then uh, after the bear hunt weekend, he comes home early because he just can't stop thinking of Bella Swan. Where does he go? Right to our house. Right. Through that window. Guess what? This time, he brings oil. <laughs> oil for the mechanism, as he calls it. For the window. For the window. So it doesn't make as much noise when he's sneaking in. I am a sucker for a good plan and follow through. <laughs> Couldn't he just use this, like, venom that always builds up in his mouth? <laughs> I actually pictured the oil can from The Wizard of Oz that makes that noise, like, yeah, so this is Night Stalking Part 2. Mm-hmm. This is the second time he has stalked her at night when she's sleeping. And don't worry, it won't be the last. Mm-mm. Nope. So let's go on to Chapter 8. Mm-hmm. This one's called Ghost. Okay. Aww. Sunlight rains over forks, forcing Edwards to watch Bella from the trees at school and at home. Bella denies Mike a date, so Mike turns to Jessica and then she falls asleep reading Jane Austen. <laughs> this is a very short chapter, and it was just, it, it's like another level of the creepy for Edward. Like, I'm thinking back to Twilight, and in these moments with Bella, she's thinking about Edward, or she's like, what's happening? What's going on? She's also thinking about her mom and her dad mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Edward's been there the whole time, and it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm going to go higher in the tree so she can't see me. Yes. Like this. <laughs> and there's, there's that whole thing where he's like watching Mike and Bella at school when Mike is like, come on, let's go out. And she's like, I think you should really just ask Jessica out. I think it would hurt her feelings if we went out. Mm-hmm. And then like Edward is in like such a tiff that he like rips the tree out from the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen, you're killing animals nonstop. <laughs> now deforestation? <laughs> Are you Captain Planet or one of the villains? I don't need this right now. (laughs) Just terrible. I love... So, she... At this point, Bella... I'm I'm assuming it's the weekend. Maybe it's like a Sunday. Mm. Because she's not at school yet. Maybe it's after school. She goes out to, like, behind her house. Yeah. In this little, like, meadow, pre-meadow. Yeah. You know, before the meadow. And she's reading. (laughs) And so, he hides up in the tree to watch her. Super scary. And he's like... Oh, why is she reacting to that that way? Why is she reacting to it that way? This is like sleep stalking part three. Mm-hmm. Because oh, you're right. Right. She falls asleep mm-hmm. and he continues to watch her. And this is his reasoning. 
I felt an uncomfortable spasm of guilt because what I was doing now was not precisely good, but it wasn't anywhere near as bad as my nightly pursuits. I wasn't technically even trespassing now. The base of this tree grew from the next lot over, let alone doing something more felonous. But I knew that when the night came, I would continue to do wrong. So <laughs> he knows he's doing something wrong. He's doing it anyway. And then he's planning to do it again. He said, I don't need Alice to tell me the future. I know I'm going to do wrong later. And I like this sort of like very trivial point of being like, well, I'm technically on the other side of the fence. So it's, it's fine. When you have to reason you when you admit it's bad and then you have to like reason like well it's not as bad like there's this gray area it's like no you know you're wrong it's like, not as bad as what i normally do yeah, right. it wouldn't be bad if you just said that but then the fact that you said you were going to do another nightly pursuit yeah one is a terrifying way to phrase that uh-huh. but also not okay and also he was like so once bella lets mike down at the school Mike goes off to go find Jessica and he has like these like vulgar thoughts about Jessica Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Edward's all bent out of shape. He's like, how could she think of her that way? That's disgusting. It's like, Edward, you're stalking her. Yeah. You're literally watching her while she sleeps multiple times. Multiple. Like three times so far. Yeah. Yeah. And a weird thing. So did you notice that Bella, I guess I never picked it up in the first one that she calls her dad Charlie a lot. Why does she yeah, call her Charlie? Right. I feel like something was said about that. So, listeners, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does she call him Charlie? Maybe because she didn't grow up with him as much, or but she's st- he's still your dad. That's what like, I always kind of attributed it mm-hmm. to. Is like, well, they're not really close, right? So she right. calls him Charlie, right? And then after that, sleep stalking part four happens. Can I just say something? Of course. I feel robbed. <laughs> I feel wronged. That we were shorted another Cullen family sports moment. Oh, yeah. The football, right? Football. Yeah, football. Emmett's like, he writes football at the Rainier Field. Come on, please. Sorry. Are you kidding me? (laughs) How do the Collins play football? They just throw it real far. And they just crash into each other. It just disintegrates. The pigskin just evaporates. (laughs) They're just on fire. They just see who can light the most on fire. Yeah, so again, sleep stalking, missed the sporting event. At least we knew this sleep stalking was happening. Because yeah. he said, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, he prepared us. So we got it. We yeah, got it. He gave that to us. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to chapter nine. Before we get oh, into there, one more thing. And sorry. this is like, no, 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 it's fine. This is continuing my love for Emmett. Because mm. he says after he didn't make the game and he figures out why because Edward went to go watch over Bella. He's like, you're pathetic. I can't even believe you missed the game last night just to watch somebody sleep. Emmett grumbled. I'm like, yes, g- keep calling him out. You're the only one calling him out, even though Alice knows all of his sleep stocking that he's going to be doing yeah. in the next how many years? Well, let's be honest. The only thing Alice cares about now is being best friends with Bella. Yeah, I would be more concerned about being Alice's best friend, but that's just me. All right. Yeah. I, th- I like Alice. I, like I mean, there's nothing wrong with Alice. No. No, she's, well, besides the vampire thing. <laughs> of murdering people, which they don't anymore. Right. But, True. you know, mm-hmm. she's just she's, she's, she's just a nice one. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's her or Rosalie, I'd probably want to hang out with Alice more. Yeah, but if I need my car supercharged, I'd go to Rosalie. Oh. Mechanic. You bring up a great point. Mm-hmm. When it, If she's feeling extra stressed, she goes out to the garage and she just fixes stuff mm-hmm. i don't know anything about mechanics so that's <laughs> i just made a general term it's nuts and bolts together she just gets a ratchet out and she just cranks <laughs> it i think that's what happens all right chapter nine chapter nine port angeles mm-hmm. bella's trip to port angeles with jessica and angela takes a dark turn after she is almost attacked her and edward have an unofficial first date italiano yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> so yeah, so as you probably remember, she goes with Angela and Jessica to go get prom dresses. Mm-hmm. And Bella's intentions to go there is really to go to this bookstore because she had previously went to La Push. Mm-hmm. And she coerced Jacob into pretty much telling her something that he shouldn't have said. Yeah, exactly. About the colons and the treaty and all that stuff. Yeah. But Jacob's like, yeah, this is bullshit. Just wait for one more book, Jacob. Oh, <laughs> Jacob. Bad news bears, man. Yeah. So 
he loses track of Bella. He, it's during the day at this point. He's hiding from the sun. He's trying to keep tabs on her. And then he realizes she's gone. Mm-hmm. He flips the fuck out. Yeah. Because I can't hear her. Where is she? What is she going to do? Blah, blah, blah. He finds out where she is. But then she's not there. Huh? No. The bookstore. The bookstore. The bookstore. It's empty. <laughs> Bella! There's one thing about his powers that comes up that I was kind of questioning. So I think this might be either when he's, well, he's trying to find Bella. Right. I mean, no matter what. He said, it says that he stared through Jessica's eyes first, then switched to Angela's. Yeah. So that's like a step up just from hearing people's thoughts. He could look through people's eyes. I think it's more insinuating like whenever you think of a memory, you can, you know how you felt. You know what the sense were. You could like picture it in your mind. So I think it's like, I don't know if there's a delay or not. You know what I mean? Because it's, how are, yeah, how are you saying? Oh, yeah. He has like television eyeballs. Pretty much. Well, and then he goes like, he's like, I went into Angela's eyes and then she was changing. So I gave her privacy. Oh, cool. 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 Glad you like know about privacy with Angela. Yeah. (laughs) With Angela, you do. So at this point, he finds out that there's these disgusting men that Mm -hmm. are corralling Bella. Yeah. And going to do horrible things to her yeah and that's when he starts going over there there's a part where he says i roared and a volley of snarls erupted from my throat all i pictured was the cowardly lion <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes because like at this point like edward's not terrifying at all like when you're reading it from bella's perspective he's mysterious he's weird like uh-huh. he's super strong apparently he was bit by a radioactive spider maybe maybe but in his perspective, I'm like, oh, you're just like, you're just like a little sad. Like, you just don't, we want love, but you also want to eat the person you love. Uh-huh. So, like, I feel bad. And anytime I hear snarl, I'm like, okay. Like, but there's sadness behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, can we just say something? Yeah. We've just named two of Dorothy's companions from The Wizard of Oz. Bella is Dorothy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Trying to find her way home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have a dog, but she, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Jacob. Jacob's our dog! <laughs> oh, oh, Toto! And Charlie is really the uncle, and that's why she doesn't call him dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And Edward's just all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All so, right. End the podcast. Yeah. We're done. We figured it out. We figured out the secret. So they meet up back with Angela and Jessica prior to going into Chapter 10. So this is one of the rare moments where, like, this part of the story like bleeds into the next chapter. Yeah. So they meet up with them and he's like, Bella really needs to eat something. She's going to go into shock. Leads us to chapter 10. Can I just point out something? Of course. How you effing nailed it. What? As far as the pomegranate. What? In the last episode, you're like, oh, I'm feeling like a whole Persephone thing. And he says, suddenly as she ate, a strange comparison entered my head. For just a second, I saw Persephone, pomegranate in hand, no. dooming herself to the no. world. Yes! And then he says, I'm Hades. Oh my God, I did not know that. I <laughs> sw- <laughs> oh shit. I was like, I was like, uh, looking for you to tell you, but I realized that we were doing this podcast and I just tell you later <laughs> that you nailed it. Oh God. You nailed it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, and then he talks about her eyes and he calls them liquid brown. Yeah, he's really bad at description. That's poop. Yeah. It's poop. All right, chapter 10. Chapter 10. Mm-hmm. On the long ride home. Wait, what's it called? Theory. Okay, just hey. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the long ride home from Port Angeles, Edward comes out of the vampiric closet. Mm-hmm. This is it. And I just want to say... That I have had the coming out scene so different in my head, I think because of the movie. Yeah, it kind of, it gets ingrained in your head more in the movie than yeah. it did in the book. Yeah. Where it's actually like this, I mean, granted, 100 mile per hour car ride home. The, it's just like a conversation. Yeah. I mean, he kind of just was like, fuck it. I do love her. And apparently I can't stop loving her. So if she gets it right, ding, you're good. Um, this is also the first time Jacob's mentioned. Yes. Because he talks about, they talk about LaPush and like where she found out this theory that he's a vampire and like his mentioning of that. And she literally says Jacob Black. And I'm yep. like, first name drop for Jacob. Beep, 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 beep. 
10 chapters in. <laughs> he deserved better. Right. And we also hear about the Volturi in this chapter. Yes. For the first time. He mentions them, mm-hmm. uh, the their de facto vampire police force, the mm-hmm. Volturi. So mm-hmm. I felt like in this chapter, we finally had the coming out as a vampire to Bella. Right. And then we also had the first Jacob Black name drop mm-hmm. and the Volturi as well. So mm-hmm. a lot from the just Twilight Saga universe is happening in this one chapter. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of just like, oh. There it is. Yeah. That's that's literally what this chapter was, was just him explaining to her, this is how my powers work. This is how I'm a vampire. This is blah, blah, blah. There is a moment. And Edward seems to be doing this a lot in this. Mm-hmm. He he obviously loves her. He's obsessed with her. He's mm-hmm. stalking her. He's terrifying with her. But he also kind of tears into her, like, in his inner monologue. So he's like, this is his conversation with her. He's like, you, you don't care if I'm a monster, if I'm not human. No, I stated to wonder if she was entirely stable. I suppose that I could arrange for her to receive the best care possible. Carlisle would have the connections to find her the most skilled doctors, the most talented therapists. So because, oh, she's not stalking you. She's acting like a normal person. You're a vampire, apparently beautiful. And you're saying you're crazy. You need to go to Looney Bin, get my vampire doctor daddy to send you in there. Like, what? What's Vamp- happening? Vampire Dr. Daddy is a gay <laughs> subgroup that we, you just created. Anyway. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> but such an amazing point. You're finally getting what you want, yeah, right? I mean, you're, you're crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> what? Edward. Edward. Oh, can we also just talk about, uh, in the last episode, we were talking about how they were talking about like all the forged documents and things that they needed to exist. Right, right, right. Edward says this thing where he's like, you know, and we had to get uh, Carlisle's fake paperwork so he could practice as a doctor. So he's not a real doctor. What are you saying, Or is Edward? he a real doctor? But either... I would hope he's a real doctor. Well, that's what I hope. He's Check just at the hospital. the receipts. Check he's the just, receipts. He's like, I don't know. Whoops. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. But he's just so good looking. They're like, he knows everything. And he's like, I guess I'll stitch this. Everybody has contusions. Everybody. Is, that's right. Every every x-ray he looks at, he just goes, hmm, I see contusions. And they're like, yes, Dr. Cullen. <laughs> so after he drops her off, he goes back to the Cullen house and he pretty much, Alice obviously knows what happened with yeah. Bella and all of She's that. She's chilling on the porch waiting for him. Right. And he's like, I got to go talk to Carlo. And while he's going from Bella's house to his house, he's thinking about the guys that did that to her. He was yeah. like, I saw all the nasty thoughts that, what was it? Lanny. Lanny had all in his head. He's like a serial like harasser and rapist yeah. or like terrible person. Yeah. And in my head, he's like, he, he said, I can't do this. It would be vengeance, not justice. I'm like, kill him. Right. What it, right. You want to kill a classroom full of innocent kids, but you can't kill a serial rapist? If there's ever a reason to kill someone, <laughs> right. it's for that reason. You don't even think about that. Yeah. You just fucking murder them. Right. And so All he, of them. And you could do it in a second. Be like, Bella, wait in the car. BRB, GTG, if he kill can, these bros. If he can run across a parking lot with a whole student body not noticing him, he can run and murder like three people and then go back in. At night. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he he pretty much goes to Carlisle about this, but also Carlisle's having this thing of like, I'm real proud of you, son. Like, you're in love. Yes. You're not eating her. Like, you have what Esme and I have. Don't worry. We'll handle this. What does he do? So at the end of this chapter, they go back to Port Angeles. Uh Uh-huh. And Carlisle's like, I got it from here. We found where the guy is. He's like, go back to Bella. Everybody is encouraging him to night stalk, sleep stalk her. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, is it a lovely fatherly moment? He's like, you know what, son? I got this. So I just want to paint this whole weird end part of this. Bob Ross this. Now. (laughs) He goes there. They have a kind of sweet exchange. And when they're leaving, because Carlisle knows what to do, because... He didn't let it be known. Edward's like, oh, oh I know what he's going to do. While they're leaving, they grab the black bag, which apparently is their, I guess, hush-hush bag. Ooh. And then they go there. He's like, I got it from here. Go run away. What? What do you do? What's in the bag? He is Dr. Death. Is it like a torture <laughs> bag? Well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, they said something about 
knocking them out. Edward said it would be better. His version was like skull fractures. Uh-huh. Carlisle's is more, I guess, like chloroform or oh, something. Oh, because I guess they can't just like rip them apart with their teeth. I mean, they can. They just no, well, right. To. I just mean like you can't just have a mangled body laying somewhere because then the vampire, everybody will know there might be vampires or these animals that are ripping people apart. So they're like, we'll just snuff them out real good. Yeah, I wonder. I it, at This chapter ends with one more. It's part five of sleep stalking, mm-hmm. by the way. So he's again back at her house. He's just doing a night. It's this nightly thing. It's his nightly brisk walk up into her room. Yeah. Sitting in his rocking chair, which he says, I went back into my rocking chair ah! to watch her. It's like Norman Bates-ish. Yeah. So now we don't know where Carlisle's, what Carlisle's doing to this. Ripping zero- their penises off. I hope so. Me too. Yeah, I really hope so. And then... Edward is just continuing to watch her sleep. Yeah, and he kind of does this thing where he, like, is sort of justifying it in his mind because as she's walking to the house, uh, she, like, slips again. Mm -hmm. And he's like, she needs a protector. And that's what I'm here to do. She has survived 17 or 16. I don't know how old she is at this point. Years without you. Yeah. She's fine. And you actually, he actually makes the point by, I guess, listening to her dreams that or or talking to her that she's actually the adult in her mother daughter relationship. Right. So she's she's taken care of people before. She survived before. She has the brain of an adult giraffe, but the body of a baby giraffe. She's fine. <laughs> I love giraffes. <laughs> I only mean in like the No, exactly. No, you're walk. you're totally right. You're totally right. Like she's not need nobbling around like mm-hmm, a crazy person, mm-hmm. but she's mature and right. she knows what she's doing she knows how to handle herself right we even see that like when she when those guys were coming to attack her she was like well i was gonna break his nose and push the bone up into his brain right like which she, i don't think she could do but cool for you do it with the heel of your hand no but i don't think she could do oh. that because apparently she's translucent and has like t eyes <laughs> i don't know her eyes whoa. yeah <laughs> she just hypnotizes them with her t eyes so that's that's where we're at in chapter 10. She finally knows. Yes. So let's see what happens. She's oddly really cool with it. I don't remember her in a monologue from Twilight. But we'll find but out. But she has done her research. She made when? some very educated She went to go get guesses. the book. Yeah. Or but was she, she returning it? Or I don't know. No, she got the book. But when did she do that? But she did prior research, didn't she? She told the serial rapist to hold on for one second. Yeah. Let me read this chapter. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I got to bring this back. It was expensive. I want to return it. I just want to, just want to read one thing. But I guess she's basing it off of everything that Jacob said, mm. right? Uh, so good. We finally have that. We have a mention of Jacob. We have an all-out uh, knowing that he's a vampire. Right. And they're, they've both kind of uh, meant, like told each other that they like each other. Right, love. Love. Yeah, they were like, she's like, I can't not be without you too. She's awake the whole time when she's sleeping and he's watching. They're, they're stalking each other without even knowing it. It's like that thing of like when it. like you don't want to go somewhere as a kid and like you just kind of have your eyes half closed mm-hmm. and you're like, maybe they won't make me go. I'm thinking of church. When I, was <laughs> I was like, I'm sleeping. I yeah. can't go to church, mom and dad. No. No, thank you. Oh, guess what time it is. Oh, is it that time? It is that time. It is Edward's time. harpsichord (laughs) i love it this is where we pull sat prep words that edward uses oddly Mm -hmm. or it just stands out sometimes an easier word can be used right but he decides i'm going for the gusto Mm -hmm. i'm getting full points on the essay portion of the test right all right Right. so give, give me the first one our first one is sardonically a form of the word sardonic adjective disdainfully or skeptically humorous, derisively mocking. Oh, I need a definition for deri- derisive, derisive. <laughs> I know what you just said. It is when you mock someone <laughs> in a derisive form. I can't do Edwards of Edward definitions. <laughs> All right, sorry. No inception, no inception. Keep going. It's too meta. Number two. Consternation. Okay, I don't remember reading these words. I feel like my brain just kind of wiped it out. It's like, you don't know this word. Keep going. It's a beautiful thing <laughs> called context clues. And you get the meaning of the sentence and that's what you, you just move on. So consternation is a noun. 
amazement or dismay that hinders or throws into confusion. So it's an amazingly confusing disarray of a something happening. Yeah, it's okay. like you're it amazed by how confusing something got. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Reverie. Oh, cute. This is a noun. It's a daydream, the condition of being lost in thought. Often. Often. Mm -hmm. He's often lost in thought about Isabella Swan. <laughs> in a constant state of reverie. <laughs> the next one, you actually said it before. You pulled the quote for this. Felonious. Did I say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, yeah. Adjective. Very evil. Villainous. Cool. What I like with some of these, though, is that with some of these words that we pull, it literally says archaic. It's like, this is an archaic term. Like, nobody says this anymore. Just like a hundred-year-old, 17-year-old. Just Edward <laughs> Cullen. And our last Edward is progeny. Mm. It's a noun. Mm -hmm. It's offspring of animals or plants or outcome or product or a body of followers, disciples or successors. Do we have that yet? <laughs> No. Okay. <laughs> but we're looking forward to our progeny. I can't even. Like, no. We can't even call them that because I can hardly say it. I'm not going to try to say it. I'm not. Every time I say it, even though it's written here and I looked up the definition of it, I'm not sure it's a real word. <laughs> I'm reading it going, that can't be real. Even though it has three definitions, I'm like, <laughs> no, not happening. Weird. I wonder where that can, like, is it the root word for prodigy? Maybe. Or, I don't know. Protege? Prada. Parmesan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it just went way off rail. <laughs> That's it. It's chapters six through ten. <laughs> that is a this bite mm -hmm. of Midnight Sun. Mm -hmm. So we're we're getting somewhere. We are finally getting somewhere. I want to know why this book is bigger than Breaking Dawn. So we're, we'll find out. He has so many thoughts. <laughs> so many, so thoughts. many thoughts. <laughs> Hopefully there is some glimmer in the sunlight soon. Mm -hmm. I need a bit. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. Bye.